to live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is a Articles of News episode, and I'm joined by Mr. Mayor himself. Hello, sir. Uh, thank you. For all those on Patreon, I'm just sitting lazing in my uh, armchair. Uh, I'm, and, I, and apparently that's how you always do the show, uh, but normally you have a fake background. Uh, worth it to become a Patreon saint because then you can try and identify the items that are on the cabinetry behind Mr. Mayor. That looks like a sound bar underneath your TV, a lamp from Ikea, if I'm right. And is that your quad on the shelf there? Or no? What is that? No. Th- so those yeah. are work-related. So that's a video conferencing all-in-one speaker bar with a camera and mics and everything else and this is the control unit yeah well well that's my day job yeah there you go yeah heaven forbid you use that camera and speaker system no stay there on the couch (laughs) mr mayor it's fine no don't worry don't worry about production value we'll take care of it we'll we'll do all no worries uh yeah (laughs) You mentioned Patreon, and it's very exciting. I'm not even sure if you've seen this yet, Mr. Mayor, but uh, Brother Kyle in the Patreon group uh, did a tour of his new home. <laughs> and and I saw a post, but I didn't have a chance to watch it. it it's real great. In If you are a Brother Kyle fan and not a Patreon subscriber to The Cultural Hall, you should do so. Patreon.com forward slash The Cultural Hall. I'll give you a small snippet, but there is some really great humor uh, from Brother Kyle. Uh, I'll paraphrase it, but he says, Hey, guys, I'm going to give you a tour of my new home. I know you probably thought it would be a casket. That's really mean. Let me show you my new home. That's part of that's part of the video with Brother Kyle and only as Brother Kyle can do a tour of a new home. So patreon.com forward slash the cultural. I'll tell you, Brother Kyle in his current situation definitely hasn't missed an opportunity to milk it out for the dark humor. Oh, my gosh. He's it, it. This video rare form. What's new with you, my friend? Traveling. I've just been traveling all over the work. Uh, work has just, we've just been going. So I, every, about every week for the last six weeks, I've been somewhere. Anywhere fun? So, anywhere exciting? Somewhere that you went, oh, man, you know what? I went. I'm sure there's a lot of fun and exciting things going on in the places that I was like. I was in L.A., um, uh, southern, you know, down near Disneyland, but I wasn't, I didn't get to go. You didn't go to I Disneyland? Worked. You have after hours, Mr. Mayor? There's no after hours. A lot of people think that I like work from eight to five when I'm on the road, and and no, you you're 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 doing your work stuff, and then you're taking people out to dinner, and then you all the work that came in during the day while you're doing your traveling work still needs to get done. So I usually spend time in the hotel answering emails that came in today. If not, they back up. So yeah, no, I'm pretty much working a lot more when I travel than I do if I'm home. So, are, are there fun places you'll be working from in the future then? Maybe you won't get to experience it all, but you're like, oh, hey, yeah, that, be there'll be a lot of fun places for other people. Yeah. Like if people were to come with me while I worked, they could have a great time. OK, where like, are we yeah, going? I, was, I love this invitation. So last, Tell me. I just got back from. So here's the cool thing. And this is one I was able to enjoy. I just got back from Temecula. Mm. I went to Temecula. Which is, it's Southern California's wine country. Right. And even though, you know, I can't drink the wine, everyone always says, oh, you know, I was in Napa Valley once and I was in, in now in Temecula and everyone always says, oh, it gets lost on a Mormon. And that's true from the wine tasting perspective, because a lot of these events that we go to, there's wine tasting, everything. But I'll tell you this. 
wherever wine exists, I don't have to drink it to enjoy it because some of the best food you'll ever have follows a wine tasting. So if if you Mormons out there or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who don't drink wine and you get invited Mm -hmm. to a wine tasting and you think, oh, well, I would. Why would I ever go to a wine tasting? Go to that wine tasting. It is the best cheeses, the best sweet meats. The, I mean, they're like they have, and then just tons of other food. So just never turn down a wine tasting. Just turn down the actual wine tasting. Just go and eat the food anyway. So, well, you mentioned that you can't drink it, and you could, but you choose not to. Yeah, yeah, you're you're correct. I choose not to. Uh, you know, I, uh, speaking of kind of fun places, do you like Las Vegas? Do you like the city of Las Vegas founded by members? I of the always like the thought of Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. every time I go to Las Vegas, I think this sounds fun. And then you go to Las Vegas and you just feel dirty. Yep. 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 <laughs> so whenever I go to Las Vegas, I just feel like I need a spiritual shower <laughs> and you know, any fun I had does not outweigh how gross and disgusting the places. Sorry, folks that listen from Las Vegas. But I recently went, and I feel similarly, in college, we used to go to Las Vegas all of the time because it was like two hours south, and it's where you would escape for the weekend. And uh, since college, I have just, whenever like a conference is in Las Vegas or people are like, hey, we're going to Vegas, it's a bachelor this, and I'm just like, ooh, man, I will go because that's where that thing is happening, but I don't care for Las Vegas. Recently, I went to Las Vegas. Still terrible. But I got to see Donald Osmond. You might know him as Donnie, my friend Donnie Osmond, uh, and his uh, residency show there in, uh, in Las Vegas. You should get him in the cultural Listen, hall. I want to. I will. I will. I've spoken to him before for other things, uh, but he's never stepped here in the cultural hall. Here's the deal. Uh, for people throwing shade uh, on me to go see Donnie Osmond in Las Vegas, and there were plenty. There were plenty of people that were like, what are you doing? I'll tell you, Donnie Osmond has the greatest 90-minute set. Not, I won't say ever, but like that guy knows his 90-minute set, and it is, it is polished. It is sharp. The stage is, you know, well done. Um, he has dancers. His voice still sounds pretty good, although he is self-deprecating within his show to be like, I know younger Donnie could hit those notes. Older Donnie can't hit those. <laughs> he he raps in his show. Well, that's 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 worth it right there. It, it, so one of the best things he ever did was the video for White Nerdy with Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, right? Uh, I love that uh, I was telling some people that I went to Donny Osmond and they said, I don't know who that is. And it's interesting to know how people like connect Donny Osmond, right? Like a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll with his sister, right? Uh, a, a lot of people, puppy love, sure. Um, soldier of love from the, I think, early 90s, late 80s. That was his big hit. And that's where he starts the show. So don't be fooled thinking it's going downhill from there. No, no, no. No, no. No. Uh, he, and it's, it just goes up, right? Uh, I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. He does Joseph that and the too. Amazing Technicolor Dream. He coat. does some stuff from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor. Does he go, Dream. do close every door for me? Yes, the, you know. Yes, what a good time to read because that's the Come Follow Me lesson this week. Yes, it it's so great. But here's how this person that I was talking to knew 
that uh, it was Donny Osmond. He recently uh, did a video in the parking structure. I think it's in Utah County. I'm not sure where he uses these amazing. They're called Astero lights, and they're they're each like a thousand bucks a piece, and and DJs sort of covet them, right? Like, oh my gosh, you have six Astero lights. I can't believe you can afford. Anyway, he did a video where he's got like ten of them behind him, and the guy was like, oh yeah. The guy with all the lights behind him. <laughs> that is kind of a obscure way to sure. attach John Don. But you know, um, I'll tell you, if you haven't watched Donnie Osmond do Joseph in the Amazing Tech Another Dream Code, and you want a slightly skewed understanding of what the Bible story is as you're coming up to, you know, you can you can watch that this week. Justify yeah, that's, that's some that's you know, for many years that was that was the way I knew the Bible story. No, I was just kidding. I knew the Bible story from when I was a kid. No, not me. That that for me was. I was like, that's how I know the brothers, and that's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Katie. I used to be able to do all the colors and the brothers. I mean, I, I've been in the show, oh, man, way too many times. Have I, you really? I've never been in it. Isn't that crazy? You've never been in the show? No. no. Oh, man. I've done the show. I have to say it's been six times. Really? Maybe seven. Okay. That and Pirates of the Penzance. Yeah, because it's free. <laughs> Pirates of Penzance is free, and people like it. Yeah, That's why. and yeah, and we used to do. We also used to do this uh, concert version of Pirates of Penzance, where we kind of added improv into it, so we'd we'd mess it up. Uh, we'd like basically give the audience like trivia questions for pirates and stuff, and then different people would have the option to at different times to choose to switch the, the females and the males, or to switch one person's character and they have to sing the other person's part hmm. all kinds of things like that so we used to we used to do this concert were you the modern major general you seem like a modern major general to me no i was the sergeant oh oh that also makes sense to me too yeah yeah i'm i'm much more the sergeant my brother <laughs> played the modern major general sure. and he was the conductor of the the, the the concert right so he did both well your brother is the very model of a modern major general yeah, currently, if you are interested, my brother, if you want to, if, if anyone <laughs> oh cares, gosh. is in Bright Star up at Heritage Theater in Perry, Utah. Uh. So if you want to see Bright Star with, and if you look on the, if you, if you, if you go pull up Heritage Theater, and I did yesterday and looked at the, the cast picture, the guy with the hair that looks like Einstein kind of like pop it that's my brother okay you want to see it okay someone who's completely i mean who looks like me but with like a lot of hair so that's so if you have literally nothing better to do and you know where perry utah is <laughs> come on you gotta know where perry nope, utah no, is drive no, drive towards the brigham city temple uh-huh, uh-huh. and then and then miss and it then and stop keep going. <laughs> and stop no no stop about you know a few exits before you'll you'll hit it Perfect. (laughs) Let's take a break, and uh, coming back in the second block, we'll do actual articles of news. I want to take a brief moment and tell you about Best DJ in Utah. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. Who is that me? It's also three other guys that I have hired to work for me. Why? Because business has been so great. Uh, We've been able to help a lot of couples as they've been celebrating their weddings, been able to do a lot of uh, holiday parties, uh, birthday parties, being able to just to do community events as well. We do travel, so I know you're thinking, well, listen, I live in Nevada. I live in Idaho. I've even gone so far as Louisiana. I've been down to Texas. I've been up to Washington 
uh, all of the places certainly is possible to be able to play music in. Obviously, you just need to get there. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. Let's start the conversation about it. You're getting married. You're thinking about getting married. You'd like to get married. Whatever the thing may be, bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan, the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC Laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second block of uh, Articles of News, I want to tell you, uh, look forward toward the third block of uh, the Cultural Hall's Articles of News this week. We talk with Eli McCann about how you can help out the folks in Ukraine. We get to hear about what he's been doing. It's an amazing story, uh, a former missionary in Ukraine. That's coming up in the third block. But uh, right now, let's do some news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. You start, uh, Mr. Mabry, because you said you wanted uh, me to do all the horrible stories, and there are a couple this week. Uh, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give talk you first about the dibs. new film. The new there's a new film, uh, and I, I I'd really like to see this. I just heard about it a day or two, and then it's you know, so the new film, the epic story of the sacrifice of the building of the Hamilton Temple, and uh, Hamilton New Zealand Temple. And I, it makes me, first of all, I, I always loved New Zealand, never been, but I had a, on my mission, I served in Australia. So a lot of people I know are from New Zealand. And I think everyone knows that I love geek stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to go to Middle Earth, the temple of Middle Earth <laughs> is is like that. Yeah, totally. That's what. But so the temple of Middle Earth, like apparently there was a, the epic story of sacrifice, which I didn't even know existed. And I am now very interested. Um, so if you haven't seen it, there's the world premiere is at Root, Roots Text 2020, 2022. And it's well, I it, um, it came out sure this last this, weekend. Yeah, yep. came out this last weekend. So so um, if you haven't had a chance to see it, I will be trying to track it down to see it anyway. So that's a big one. A uh, couple quick news stories. Uh, Heather Gay, if you know who that is, uh, one of the real housewives of Salt Lake City. Uh, this is just an interesting kind of you know, side note. Her ex-husband legally trademarked the term Mormon royalty, so we're not allowed to say it. So don't say oh, it. The, don't say more. So what's it? What's the term again? Uh, I'm not telling you. I don't want you to say it. You'll have to pay the fine, not me. I'm already being sued by Justin Bieber's mom, so let's just let's just let me have one lawsuit at a time. That's a true story. <laughs> P.S. Uh, yep. At the so t- do you, does he do they trademark it so you you can't say it or so that they can make his money off? I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. I'm just like wondering what's the point of of doing that because just trade. I mean, can you really trademark Mormon royalty though? I mean. I can't imagine it being so... Well, this headline would lead me to believe the fact that it says he legally trademarked the term Mormon royalty, that he has, in fact, trademarked the term. Yeah, but trademarking the term is just filing for it. You get it, right? And I'm not a lawyer, but it seems as if there... I watched several documentaries where people, like, when they try to actually enforce it in court, I wonder if it would hold up. Hmm. We'd have to ask a lawyer because I'd be interested to know... Because the term Mormon royalty could could be considered like something that's already in the vernacular. So you can't trademark something that kind of 
roles in the vernacular. So I wonder if it would hold up in court. On the other hand, it's not wouldn't be so strong in the vernacular. So it might. You know, it's not like you walk around and talk about Mormon royalty every day. But you know, you wonder. Well, the headline does not say that he may or may not have trademarked the the term. It says <laughs> that he trademarked the term Mormon royalty. Let us be the la- let that be the last time that we ever use the terminology Mormon royalty. Uh, this was just kind of a quick thing. I think that people probably have assumed this or certainly known this, uh, but uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints doesn't have any for- foreign full-time volunteers in Russia anymore. There were 50 that were out-of-country um, volunteers. They've been evacuated for about a month now, um, but have been reassigned to different places in Europe or some were able to come home, according to the uh, church spokesperson, Sam Penrod. But I know that, uh, you know, as we continue to make our focus uh, Russia and also Ukraine, it is interesting to see the pictures that came out. If you're not following us on Instagram at the cultural hall of the Kiev temple uh, and also the chapel there uh, with the, the smoke and plume from something burning in the distance. Some pretty powerful, pretty poignant pictures uh, that from um, one of the members of the church out in Ukraine. So, uh, yeah. Just continue. We ask be... the congregation by raise of hands. <laughs> Is everyone else just like really stressed about this? I find my found myself recently. I think I was snapping more at my wife. Mm. I was a little bit more cranky at just at times, and it wasn't just because I went back on my diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I truly, I started realizing that that, that I've just developed this underlying anxiety. Mm-hmm. That um, because of what's going on, and I, 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 I was thinking as I flew home on the plane last night. I was sitting there thinking, I, was this what it was like to like live in the the '80s? And I just don't recall because it's yes. you know I was I remember when I was a 12 year old. There was times I was a paper boy. I wrote a whole book on this, by the way. I was a paper <laughs> I had boy. No idea. <laughs> and um, I, I was sitting there. Uh, I, I remember there were times that I literally had to turn the the headlines over i just flipped the papers over so i couldn't continually read the headlines because they were just freaked me out mm. so when i was folding the papers so i you know i it's like i think you know if if you really think about it since 9 11 we've had some issues some moments mm-hmm. we've had you know two th- but it's all been somewhere else right right i think that's the first time we start worrying could the reach could hit us again mm. where where all of a sudden this big power with nuclear weapons and other reach, which we've seen hit our political uh, scenario with cyber attacks and everything else. I, I, all of a sudden, I think it just like, just, just put me in a new state of anxiety that I haven't felt for a while. So I'm just wondering how other people feel. about. Yeah. I, I, I think I would agree with that. I think there are still a lot of people that are disconnected from it, but I think that there are signs here in the United States that are making them be more connected to it. Uh, for instance, is last night when I paid for my gas in my car. Now that's not completely directly related. Did although, you, yeah, did you leave the, the bank, take out a loan and then you yeah, finally able to pick exactly. up? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I paid four ninety nine for a gallon of gas last night it was it was in temecula uh it was five sixty two yeah i think yeah 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 and so that is where i think you'll you start to feel where more people will start to feel the anxiety of it and sort of you know they they see what's going on over there and then how it's affecting them here uh, unfortunately i think there are some people that until it directly affects them they don't do anything about it 
or don't even you know make themselves aware of it. But when there are those instances like, oh, yeah, this is affecting me now, then they start to look outwardly and go, oh, oh, my God. Well, oh well my I gosh. think that's my point, right? Yeah. Because I go on day to day because I, I turn over uh, metaphorically now, turn over the headlines just like I did when I was a kid. But I know that it's still it, it's not like I did. You know, I don't know that it's going on. And I think that's my point is that I'm going through my day. I'm now traveling, I'm getting things done. And, you know, and there's just something that just stresses me out under underneath it all. And that's why I bring yeah. it up. See if anyone well, else be nicer to you your wife. Have, you should have someone in the hall who knows about these things who can make me feel better. So you do that. And I will listen to that episode. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> okay. You mean like in the third block where we talk about what we can do for Ukraine, or you mean something else, just like about the ruminating about the the news kind of stuff? Both. Okay. Right. Okay. What we can we do? I think that's good because then you can get involved. Mm -hmm. But also maybe a one of your counselor friends who can come on and teach us all how to deal, how to deal with. This. I'll do that. I'll do that in a future episode. Uh, I need to take a quick second and say happy birthday, happy anniversary, Relief Society, 180 okay. years. The first Relief Society meeting was held on the 17th so what is of that? March. I mean, they have like up to like 100 is like they have like the diamond and the gold and 180. I don't think they have any. It's uh, you just get the uh, celestial. It's, glory. The, it's the jello salad. No, it's celestial glory. You just that's what you give each other. Celestial glory. No, I think it's the the chicken salad that they always serve at all the. That's their anniversary. The where someone took where someone took the time to cut the the uh, purple grapes in half. Oh yeah, my yeah, heck! Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that salad. By the what? way, what? My wife loves it. My wife thinks it's awesome. That's because your wife I, is a good person. Right, but I always go and I'm, I'm like, oh, they have no. relief society salads. No. Mm -mm. Those are like. I, now, Relief Society usually does funerals. Now, when they do a funeral, they know how to do a funeral. But when they do stuff for themselves, I'm like, let's just leave and go somewhere else to eat. They don't and know my how to wife's do like, stuff. No, they have fun, fun stuff here. They don't know how to do stuff for the living. Is that what you're saying? Apparently not. Well, at least not for me. No, no. That's such a great salad with the grapes cut in half. It's like uh, having your protein and your fruits together, mixed together like a child. I hate that salad. And on like they're like crescent rolls usually, not yes. like big croissants. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, from Costco. You can even get the chicken salad from Costco. I know exactly where to get them. That doesn't mean I do. 180 years, the first meeting on uh, St. Patrick's Day in 1842. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. That's cool. What other stories do you? Way have? to go! What way to go? Um, that's let's see. I'll skip past the awful ones. Those are for you. <laughs> Um, the, 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 uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir has announced that they will, they are starting rehearsals again, again. I know I'm the one who mentioned this back in September and then they, they stopped again, again. but they've started they again, stopped again, again, again. <laughs> so they started again, again, but they, they have canceled their European trip again, again. again. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they are getting ready to actually have live performances. So if you've been missing the Tabernacle Choir, which I have, um, live performances, and uh, then they will be coming soon. It doesn't give us any specific dates, but my hope is, man, that they do their big 4th of July thing. That would be awesome. So, yeah. It'd be cool to see them again. Again. 
Uh, the church announces groundbreaking for three U.S. temples, and uh, the Ephraim, Utah temple rendering has been released as well. Uh, the Yorba Linda temple uh, going to be dedic- or I'm sorry, ground broke on the uh, 18th of June. The Burley, Idaho temple uh, will be broken ground on the 4th of June, also a Saturday, and the Smithfield temple uh, will be Saturday, June 18th. Um, well, Cashville is going to be full of temples. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, Manti area will have a special broadcast in May. Manti, Utah, of course, talking about the Ephraim Temple. Uh, the Yorba Linda Temple will be California's ninth temple. Can you name any of the other ones in California, Mr. Mayor? In California? Like, yeah. Are you just, Temp- just any temples, at all? Like, just temples any, in California. Any... Well, Los Angeles, San okay. Diego, Oakland. Okay. Um, that's it right there. I'm New, out. Newport Beach, out. Redlands, Sacramento, Fresno all have temples. Uh, nice. Kind of like like uh, probably like 150 uh, years ago, that was the number of chapels they had. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we certainly have grown. The, the folks in uh, Burley, Idaho, there are uh, more than 460,000 Latter-day Saints in the state of Idaho. More than 1,000 congregations. Any idea how many temples it'll be for the state of Idaho at the completion of Burley? Oh, 27. No, no, that's Utah, maybe. Uh, You got Boise, you got Idaho Falls, you got Meridian, Rexburg, Twin Falls, and the Pocatello, Idaho temple. Oh, the one I would have known was Meridian. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Of course. Of course you would have. Did you know that all historic church sites are now open to the public every single church site historic church site is now open in utah apparently that includes the beehive beehive house cove fort brigham young winter home and office at st george tabernacle hamlin home and more that means also throughout the states of new york pennsylvania vermont ohio missouri illinois iowa nebraska wyoming california they're all open every single one of them they were shut down obviously due for covid19 and um, some of them have slowly come back, but they are now officially open. So if you've been planning that trip to go see the church historical sites and you just weren't sure if you could like lock it down, uh, lock it down, you can go. You may not be able to fly there because the flights are too expensive <laughs> because of gas, but the sites are open. I, uh, I actually went to Sharon, Vermont during the pandemic and it was kind of open. Like they had some precautions, but you could still do that. But yeah, all of them being open. And this is a teaser for a future upcoming episode. Uh, the uh, gentleman who is in charge of all of the church historical sites found the cultural hall on Twitter. I reached out to him and said, hey, would you be willing to step in? He got permission. And we're going to talk church historical sites. In a Can I just episode. watch from Zoom on the background? I'll just keep my, I just yes. want to watch live. Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course you can. Uh, Other things kind of going maybe along with that. Uh, There is an open house and dedication date for the uh, Cape Verde Temple. This is um, in West Africa. Uh, An open house with public tours of the new temple. Um, It's going to begin Saturday, May 21st and continue through Saturday, June 11th. It will be uh, dedicated on the 19th of June, which is a Sunday, 9 a.m. noon and 3 p.m., dedicated by Elder Anderson, Neil L. Anderson of the Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, the Praia Cape Verde Temple was one of 12 temple locations that President Russell M. Nelson uh, 
announced during the 2018 General Conference. This is the October conference where since the, that particular uh, announcement and that particular conference, none of these temples have Moroni's on the top. So uh, uh, still nothing to break that. There's part of me that kind of wants just a Moroni to show up simply so we can tell you. I ah, you got it wrong. Oh, I know that's how you are. I know very well that's how you are. But negatory. We have not yet seen a Moroni be back on a temple. Uh, I mean, it'll come back to Salt Lake, of course, because that's iconic, I think. But you have not seen Moroni be oh, put I hope, on a temple. I hope they wouldn't take it off the Salt Well, you Lake never know. I mean, the earthquake tried its best. Right. That's true. Well, the, the missionaries at the Provo MTC no longer need to have COVID-19 vaccination testing. Pandemic's over. Yay! Now- Yay! 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 So, and masks are now optional. So there's, you know, there, that's a big thing. Um, here's, I'm going to give some local Texas news for my, uh, for the Stony Point. Oh, it's actually not Stony Point Ward anymore. We, we combined for the Terra Vista Ward in, um, in the Round Rock East stake. They, they gave us a, a notification that, um, mass mass would, uh, you know, mass would be become optional are now optional mm-hmm. and that zoom I'm the guy who runs all the Zoom, um, in uh, addition to other things I do. Zoom will be going away at the end of the month, so we will not be offering a Zoom broadcast. Oh, anymore. no. So, which I'm actually disappointed. Yeah, that's a I mistake. That's and I'm interested to see if anyone else out there's stakes have changed their policies towards Zoom and where everyone sits with some of the mask mandates and stuff. Um, I, I was reading a lot yesterday, that, and I haven't heard any different, that the airports, federal the federal airport is the the extension was supposed to be march 18th and they haven't yet announced if they're going to extend it again for mm. the mask mandate so mm. i'm interested that my next my next trip next week is the only week i'm not traveling um and i go the week after so it'd be the week it'd be after the 18th i'm interested to see if they'll extend it and if, if mask mandates will be in the airport as well we'll see mm. Hmm. I, uh, you know, the thing with Zoom for me and and uh, a ward doing Zoom. Okay, so here here is what I think about that. Unless it's super cumbersome on an individual, why would we not do this? I agree. I think I think there's been a lot of we've actually had several baptisms from people who've felt comfortable starting on Zoom mm-hmm. and then came in person right. and it, it wasn't that they felt uncomfortable because of COVID-19 it's just like they're able to dip their toe in a little bit and go okay mm-hmm. let's see what this is like without actually stepping in you know and right. feeling uncomfortable or whatever and so I think that it I I, I hope that there becomes a, a, a an option for that in the future even if it's one one ward per stake I don't care it doesn't have to be that ward right um but i i it would be nice if we had a a place for that somewhere i just want to be able to if i'm you know traveling on the road or whatever be able to and 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 let's take it this step further let's say okay maybe it's hard even on a stake level right i want to be able to hear some some talks and sing some songs on Sunday. So maybe it's a regional thing. And for an entire region, you can log on to a Zoom if you're traveling. It just doesn't make sense to me in the world which we live in to not make that accessible on some level for folks for folks to be able to, to be. I agree. Of. I mean, I can kind of see the concept of 
we really need to have our people there and and we you know the ward works better when everyone shows up and they're trying to push that um and they don't want you know they want don't want people to just feel like you know hey i can just zoom forever and never never do anything else and still hold a a temple recommender I, I again i think that there it's there might be some other ways to consider it i don't necessarily agree agree with those other ways i think having the option should exist and i mm -hmm. think if you're concerned about someone's activity there's other ways to determine whether they're they're active or not you know what i mean right right and so, and, and to the people who are like oh they're just being lazy all right let people be lazy for a day yeah. If the option is they don't have the gospel in their life for that day or they do have it in their pajamas, you're missing the point if it's like you're in the building or nothing. You're just yeah. you're, I mean, I think you can make again, I, I back to I think there's other ways to determine people's activity level by maybe holding a calling, you know, doing their ministering, mm -hmm. do I mean, you know, we don't hold enough to that anyway. Mm -hmm. Um anyway, to that, to that end, I think that there's other ways to deal with it. A couple quick stories. Uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, this is the FX Limited series, now has a date uh, that these are going to start coming out. It will launch April 28th. This is the John Krakauer uh, book adapted for television, a short miniseries. Uh, Andrew Garfield, yeah, that's right, Spider-Man going to be the lead in this. Uh, they shared a picture from this. Our friend Lindsay Hanson-Park, who uh, was a previous episode of the Cultural Hall, she's been working on this project as well, so she's promised, she has promised that she's going to help us to get an interview with some of the folks that have helped uh, production You're going to get Spider-Man. Well, You're going to get Spider-Man. I'll throw that out in the universe. I hope so. I don't think we will. We'd get like Spider-Boy and not even Spider-Boy, but the stunt person for Spider-Boy. You know what I'm saying? But I'll take oh. whomever we can get. Uh, that comes out on the 28th of April. And also Donna Packer, the wife of late LDS church leader Boyd K. Packer, recently passed away, died at the age of 94 from causes incident to age. Uh, it was interesting to note 94 years old. And I find it fascinating that when um, the gentlemen are alive that we we sort of— with or when they pass, we sort of think that the entity, the couple, passes. I, I you know, I don't know why I would or wouldn't think that Donna was still alive or not, but but you kind of but it's interesting. About her, yeah, you kind of forget about it and go, oh, uh, yeah, I guess she would still be alive. Obviously, that's horrible. I'm sure people will come at me for what I just said, but she passed, and you know, now they're able to. It's be an unfortunate together. part of our culture, I guess that that's that's the truth, but. It is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it should not be. I'm going to I'm going to propose that it not be. Let us care I for think, all of I our think, widows. I think I think when a general authority passes, the mantle should go to their wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think that's going to work, but okay. I mean, maybe in some way it kind of does, right? Not like the obviously the mantle of the apostleship or or the priesthood, right. but like that you know, that sort of There should be like a a, a Dead Apostles Wives Club. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done going down this. Uh, you have left me mostly the difficult stories. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. I'll just uh, comment and be uncomfortable while you tell the other one. Perfect. Well, the first one we go uh, to uh, BYU-Idaho, BYU uh, in Provo, and BYU-Hawaii. This is an article that came out uh, talking about how much federal money the BYUs receive. 
And I like that calling them the BYUs, right? The BYU, Hawaii, Idaho, and Provo. There is multiple. Uh, it is uh, northwards of $270 million in federal uh, money. Now, here's the deal. People are like, well, wait a minute. It's a private institution. How does that work? Well, students that attend BYU's, <laughs> uh, they can get uh, Pell, Pell Grants. They can uh, have other federal money given to them to be able to attend the school. So that's one way that they do it. And also uh, professors, other um, disciplines of learning can receive federal grants to be able to do various research projects and, and other things with that. Like the Science Foundation. and Yeah, $275 million to the BYUs from federal uh, funding. And that's why some people are like, well, hey now, <laughs> hey now, BYU and your Title IX, there you are beholden a little bit to you know some of these things because of the federal money you get. And other people who are like, they're a private school. They don't get federal money. You're wrong. That is incorrect. They receive federal money, not in the way that some other schools receive federal money, but certainly in those ways and in the amount of So it doesn't seem like they get it to run their school, but they get it to run different individual programs that support the grants that they get. Is that, does that seem like the way well, to delineate I mean, it? If I'm, if I'm getting money from the federal government in a Pell Grant and then I pay to go to school, they're using that money to run the school. Yeah. It's just different because there are some schools who just get money from the federal government to be able to operate and there's no transition through students' hands. It's just, here is money. Just, All right, yeah. we'll go ahead and use that. Um, so that's one. Thanks for leaving that story for me. Uh, here's number two. Uh, Michigan announces the first charges in the Boy Scouts investigation. Uh, the Attorney General's Office and Michigan State Police last year launched a joint review of what are now 5,000 civil claims forwarded by the Boy Scouts. A completed review of 550 claims resulted in roughly 60 inquiries being sent to state police for further investigation. Uh, the Boy Scouts just last month reached a tentative settlement with a bankruptcy committee uh, representing more than 80,000 men who say they were molested as children by scout leaders and others. All told, the compensation fund uh, totaled more than $2.6 billion. And the church, obviously, with its heavy involvement uh, in the uh, Boy Scouts of America. Uh, named... Well, you know, it's one of those things the Boy Scouts always said they changed the lives of, of a lot of so those 80,000 Man, yeah, they sure they their, their lives they really were did changed. Change. They, they, their lives absolutely were changed. Yeah, ab- sorry. Yeah, absolute tragedy for for those individuals. And, absolutely. And, yes. and uh, aside from my bad no, taste I was going to boo yeah. boo. Yeah. Uh, Mark Chapman is one of such individuals. He's accused of sexually assaulting two boys at the time he was a scoutmaster in the Detroit suburb of Roseville. He also worked in and attended the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that's why specifically with that one and the church. And then this just absolutely, it blows my mind, and this is where I call for a change. Can we okay, make this? I'm going to turn off my video because I don't want to even be part No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and no jokes here, Mr. Mayor. Can I do a joke beforehand? No, no. no. Okay. There no. This is not a joking matter at all. This is. Let, we'll start this article by saying we should have background checks. Maybe we. Maybe we get like a subscription service with the folks who do background checks because they can be expensive. But we get like a, a an all use pass. We get to do as many background checks as we want. Anyone that has anything to do with the youth, at all, background check. Uh, a background check goes into other criminal things. So I, I worry about that. But 
you should be able to at least align people's names with the published public um, sexual, um, you know, what do they call it? The the list. I mean, there the, it's a public information list right? so like, so so okay okay so i hear your pushback and let me push back again so you know how like when you're searching for a car online and you can set like different fields for your sure. sorting and stuff like that okay so we don't get a click like all the fields in the background check but Agreed. we do but we do get to pick a, a few of them and you know uh, sexual offense is one of those things that we can go hey we need to know about this uh, yeah, anyone who touch—I uh, <laughs> just almost said anyone who touches a child. Yeah, <laughs> anyone who has anything to do with children in the church. And truthfully, I would say, and this story it brings it out, even people like Elder Scorn Presence and Relief Study Presence, because even though they don't directly work 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 with children, they do indirectly, and they do affect that. And uh, they're they come from a position of uh, of authority with that, and so they. And, and you, again, you're gonna you get to give the direction on the like read the the story. You'll see how that comes out in the story. Uh, so to this story, a small chapel in southern Minnesota sits on the edge of the town of Casson, I think is how you say it. Unknown to members of the Mormon congregation until three years ago, one of its leaders, Michael Adam Davis, age 34, was a lifetime registered sex offender from Utah, the headquarters of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The congregation only learned of Davis's background when he was charged in March 2019 with sexually assaulting a 13-year-old boy whose family were members of the church. The case raises troubling questions about what Mormon church leaders knew about his past whether red flags were ignored and why a simple simple criminal background check wasn't conducted. Uh, he was elders quorum president, a respected position in local congregations, and one of the holders of the sacred keys. What the congregation did not know is that Davis had a history of sexually assaulting children and was allegedly grooming new victims. On February 17, 2019, a Dodge County Sheriff's deputy pulled Davis over because he saw a child moving around the front seat while not wearing a seatbelt. The deputy ran Davis's driver's license, discovered he was a lifetime registered sex offender. According to court documents, the boy knew Davis from church, considered him family. Those are air quotes around those things. Davis would give him expensive gifts and, quote, guy hugs. The boy would later admit that Davis had repeatedly sexually assaulted him and tried to rape him. The Dodge County attorney has charged Davis with four counts of criminal sexual conduct in the first and second degree, as well as indecent exposure. And the charges say that Davis abused his position of authority. Here's the deal. And we're going to wrap this out. I just think we need to be more careful. We don't know uh, I think that people that are like, oh, yeah, I'll have I'll be able to discern. We talk a lot about that. The spirit of discernment. Right. I'll be able to tell if you, Andrew, have something in your life or in your past that I need to know about by the priesthood of God. And I'm not saying that's not possible, but I'm just saying I don't think that it works 100 percent of the time for people. And that is why things like this happen, because in, in the idea, if we walk out that idea of, dis, of discernment, how come nobody around this guy knew that that was what was his past, knew that was what was going on? We we give far too much uh, leeway saying that, you know, discernment will let us know what that is. And I think that, you know, I believe in grace and I believe in the opportunity for people to change and to be forgiven. But I oftentimes think that in some of these cases, we give them too much 
uh, leeway. You know, we say, oh, that was in the past. Oh, that has never happened here. Oh, that hasn't occurred. I haven't seen it. No, it couldn't possibly be. All those things that dismiss it. And then things like this happen, and it's horrible, and it's terrible, and I hate you just a little bit, Mr. Mayor, for making me be the one to tell that story in this Articles of News. You should, because you. I'm glad you were able to do it, and I hope you have to have, like going to Vegas, a spiritual shower after this, because I didn't want to have to do that but i will let me say let me say i just want to make sure my pushback isn't misunderstood at all i totally agree we need to be able to look into people whether this registered sex sexual offender or not in some form or other whether that's through background checks that we remove it or some other form there just should not be any reason there there's a place for repentance Mm -hmm. and some in some cases that place um does not exist exalt you or take it take away from whether you should or shouldn't be able to um do certain things here in like like if someone was um if someone was convicted of embezzlement i don't think calling them to the church uh clerk is a good idea no the the financial clerk yeah not a good idea and 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 i doubt that um if that ever was came out that anyone would be called in that position however um this is even more significant than losing a little money because this is, yeah, this can, this can affect people's lives for ever. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, coming up in the third block, we'll talk about Ukraine. Mr. Mayor, thanks for being with me. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, I'm honored to be joined. I'm going to call him a friend, whether he would reciprocate the same term. It's Eli McCann. And I realized, actually, as I started to introduce you and thinking about this this morning, I don't even know if it's McCann or McCann or something else maybe even more pretentious. Yeah, some friend. Uh, yeah, it's McCann. You, you got it. Yes. Now, why would we be having Eli McCann in here? Now, you might know him as the host of the Strangerville podcast, or you might know him as the blog writer for It Just Gets Stranger, or you might know him as probably one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts out there in the Twitterverse, actually putting good into the world. Uh, you have a certain kind of uh, what connection, a love affair with Ukraine. And as we continue to, unfortunately, be just seeing the Ukraine all uh, across the headlines, I wanted to get you in, tell people what you're doing, how people can help, and why you love Ukraine so much. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. I've, I've been connected to Ukraine for a couple of decades. I initially became familiar with it, of all things, through an, a Mormon mission uh, in 2003 to 2005. I lived in Kiev in western part of Ukraine. And then after that, just uh, studied the history, spent a lot of time in Ukraine and Russia. I've lived there uh, for work and, and studies and so forth. And um, have stayed really connected with a lot of friends there. And so when all of this crisis kind of started breaking a couple of weeks ago, and of course, uh, Ukraine's been in a place of turmoil for many years, but a couple of weeks ago when the crisis really started to break, it just was for a lot of people, I think, really difficult to watch. I I started communicating with 
my friends who were there and talking with them about what they're going through and feeling just sort of this doom kind of come over me where I just felt like I was doom scrolling all day, messaging with people and feeling really, really helpless. And so after a few days of that, I just finally couldn't take it anymore. And I tweeted out and said, I want to do some, I I have to do something with this energy, with this anxious, sad energy. And so I wanted to do some kind of a fundraiser and start sending funds to humanitarian organizations that are on the ground in Ukraine. And so I I very quickly, with a, a lot of help from people who were all, you know, very interested in doing something, um, pulled together some fundraisers within a few days. And so I, I have been, uh, for the, about the last week and a half, just raising funds as quickly as I could, as I can and sending them out to humanitarian organizations. And it's been, it's been amazing to see the level of support in our community here in Utah. Uh, I think a lot of people just really want to do something and, and help in whatever way they can. Name drop some organizations that people can help with, because I know in addition to, hey, if people need help, you also hear the other side of it where the worst people in the world look to capitalize on something like this. And there are those that, you know, aren't aren't sending that money to the people or, you know, the money would be mismanaged, et cetera. Who, who and where should we be sending money to? Yeah. So two organizations that we chose, we, we vetted and, and looked for uh, organizations that could really use the funds and that had a good track record. And one of them is called Lifting Hands International, which is actually based out of Utah. Uh, I've been connected with people within that organization. They are on the borders of Ukraine, helping refugees who are crossing the borders. Um, and so that that's you know something that's been really helpful, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. The second organization that we chose is called Razom, which translates to together in Ukraine in Ukrainian. And it's an organization that's within the borders of Ukraine right now, providing medical aid and food to people who have been injured uh, while fighting or civilians who have been injured because of the attacks. And so those are two organizations that we've been helping. Um, we have uh, part of our uh, fundraising efforts. Uh, we partnered with Equality Utah who offered to collect funds and track them for us since they're a 501c3 that's already set up. They they have the capabilities of doing that. And so uh, we have been taking donations through Equality Utah um, through its Venmo or other means if if Venmo isn't convenient for people. They've been tracking all those donations and then wiring the funds out to these two organizations on our our behalf. And so I've been encouraging people. Those are two great organizations. You can either go donate to them directly or if you would like our assistance, uh, contact me, contact Equality Utah. We're happy to take your donation and then run with it from there. All of that donation information will be available in the show notes for this episode. So give me an idea because you have these are people that you care deeply about. I mean, I know from serving a mission, I served in Cleveland. It's not like Ukraine, although maybe more similar than some people would know. Uh, but but you just gain a love and appreciation, a deep respect, uh, connections with folks. Give me an idea of what the people that you know that are in Ukraine are are experiencing. It's been really sad and interesting and inspiring in a lot of ways to talk to people over there. I've I've got friends spread mostly throughout Western Ukraine. And the first couple of days after the, the, the attack, the big attack happened a few weeks ago, uh, I was receiving messages from friends who were terrified, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, I, I had a friend who messaged me just a couple of hours after the first uh, attacks started happening and said, uh, it, it has all started today. We are in shock. 
Mm-hmm. And I, so I was getting a lot of messages like that. I, I have a, a, a young friend who was five years old when I met him, who's now in his early 20s, uh, who, who messaged me and said that he was doing grenade training and he was, you know, getting ready to, to fight. And he's not not military. You know, he's just he's just a kid who's just said I my friends and I are all training and getting ready to, to fight an actual army that is invading us. Um, but what's been, I guess, really inspiring in a lot of ways, too, is over the last couple of weeks, my friends that I've been communicating with have just become more and more self-assured. And the messages I'm getting from them now, as opposed to a couple of weeks ago, have more of a tone of we're ready, we're, we're going to do whatever we can. And we feel, you know, we feel lifted up by the international community. We feel lifted up by one another. And I just I think that in Ukraine, their communities have really come together uh, in a way that is a, a, a really pretty amazing example to the rest of us. Um, they're all showing up for one another. They're they're doing whatever they can to help their neighbors and themselves. Um, they're not backing down in their fight. And, and that has been, you know, I, I'm watching it from afar and I'm stressed and I'm terrified for them. But I'm also really inspired by them. It's been fascinating also, too, to see out of this, um, the leadership of Zelensky just has been something that may be surprising, I guess, surprising to me because I didn't know much about him before. But just to see this significant leader, you know, rising, um, you know, through all this and and being able to unify a people. uh, I I don't know necessarily what you would have to speak to that, but that it, 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 it has been a rally point for all of us to be able to see, look, that's what what leadership looks like, I guess. Yeah, there there have been a lot of kind of takes on Zelensky in the last couple of weeks of people saying, you know, that the Batman phrase, he's the leader that they need. You know, mm-hmm. is, is he the leader that we deserve? Yeah, et cetera, the hero and so forth. I, what I what I've been telling people and you know, I obviously I love Ukraine. I love Ukrainians. I, I think that they are they just have like this sense of morality and sense of justice that is really unique in this world. Um, and what I keep telling people is Zelensky is amazing. But he's also a reflection of the people that he leads. Hmm. And so like, yeah, like as somebody who is familiar with Ukrainians and is familiar with what what morality looks like in Ukraine, it, it doesn't surprise me that they have a leader right now that's like that. You know, I, I think we're, we're watching him be this really inspiring figure. And it's it's been great to watch. But for, you know, he's he's at the top of this leadership chain. And there are millions of people who are watching him and following his lead and also walking with him on this journey. Um, early on, a, a couple of weeks ago, we all kind of passed around and saw the video of the woman with the sunflower seeds, like handing them to Russian soldiers and, and telling them, put these in your pockets so that when you die, uh, sunflowers will grow on our land. And like people were like, oh, that's so crazy. You know, this this woman is was really brave. And I watched that video and I was like, yeah, she's a dime a dozen over there. I know a thousand of the sunflower ladies and none of that is a surprise to me. And I, I just think that kind of person voted and brought in this leader that is just like them. And and so I'm I'm glad that we're seeing that example. I'm glad that people are becoming familiar with that kind of justice and morality. Uh, I, I hope that we will all take something from this uh, and use it to be better ourselves. Um, time will tell. It's a crude cre- question on the surface, but I, I, I like to ask it 
uh, and hopefully skin, you know, past that top layer and get into it. But why as a, a Utah or an American or, you know, someone that maybe doesn't know anyone in Ukraine has never been there? Why should they care? We've got plenty of problems here. W- what's the connection point that all of us need to be, you know, connecting to caring about and, and worried about this thing that's going on in a place that I'll probably never go? Well, what I'll say is, I, I think what we're watching right now is an incursion on freedom and uh, an attack on democracy generally. And uh, that that can't happen in a vacuum in our world. We're too interconnected. And if we don't stand up to that kind of thing somewhere in the world, then we're sort of laying down ourselves. But one one thing that I talk about a lot and that I really believe in is it's it's one thing to love the people that you know. Um, I think that's pretty easy. We we all love the people that you know are around us that we're connected to that we're close to, um, but it it is really a special thing when you can get yourself to a point where you love people that you don't know. And what I've really noticed in the last week as I've been trying to put together this fundraising effort is there are people in our community who just naturally have this desire to show up for these people that they don't know, and I I think that that says something that's very special about our community here in Utah. Um, I, I would just encourage people to to remember when when crisis like this happens, and unfortunately we deal with crises uh, all the time across the world. But when crisis like this happens, there are people that are just like you and me, and our family members, and the people that we love who are really really struggling. And if we have the ability to do even just the smallest things to try and ease that struggle for them, then you know it it says something special about us if we're willing to answer that call. You know, to, to take a, a really kind of Mormony spin on it, um, you know, when we when we make the covenants and we say we're going to mourn with those that mourn, it's not we're going to mourn with John who mourns, you know, these people that we know, it's literally everyone. They're mourning. They need it. You know, that's that's what we commit and pledge to do. And I appreciate you coming in. Tell people again one more time uh, if they want to donate, be a part of what you're doing. And then also and I know that you 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 don't uh, you don't like to do this, but with the uh, the level of which you fundraise is pretty significant. I think that we should shout that out as well. But tell people how they can get involved in the things that you're doing. Yeah. So uh, we, we have a website right now called strangersinukraine.org. Uh, and that's where you can find information about the organizations that we're raising funds for. You can find uh, donation links and so forth uh, at that website. So that that's a great place to go if you want to uh, join our efforts in any way. We, uh, by the end of last week, so within four days of launching our fundraising efforts had raised about one hundred and thirty four thousand uh, dollars. We've we've received a couple of new we actually intended this just to be a, a one week effort. We were going to shut that down, but we've had um, additional donors reach out to us in the last couple of days and ask if they can uh, participate and 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 help match donations. And so we're actually still just collecting and we've decided that we'll just kind of collect donations for the time being and and uh, transfer funds to these organizations on kind of a rolling basis. Um, and so I, I think we're probably at this point close to $150,000 uh, and still growing. And that has been really incredible. When, when, when I had this idea to launch these fundraising activities, I really thought, you know, maybe we can collect like 10 grand and, and send it over to Ukraine and and it just sort of exploded. And I think people just really wanted to to do something. And that's been incredible. And and I know you mentioned, uh, as far as Zelensky goes, being a great leader, I think that it takes a lot of courage and leadership on your behalf, too. And so I know that that 
again, you'll be one that's like, no, 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 don't. It's not me. I'm just uniting. But but to be able to lead out and say, hey, no, let's do something. These people are suffering. These are friends. These are people that I care deeply for. And the time and the responsibility is now. Eli McCann, thank you for uh, being here in the cultural hall. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, Brother Brent, and Miracles, I told you so, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat on the back row.